HavanaDeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall. Brought to your ears thanks to FaceToFaceGames.com. Hey everybody, Brian David Marshall here with Michael J. Flores and we are about to embark on Part 2 of the Top 8 Magic Fate Reforged set review. And we're going to fly right into it with Blue, Mike, Avon Surveyor. Three UU, two two flyer, bird scout. It's common. It is. Uh, it says in the rules this is Marshall Sutcliffe's favorite card. Uh, and then it says when Avon Surveyor enters the battlefield, choose one. Put a plus one plus one counter on Avon Surveyor, or return target creature to its owner's hand. So this is probably the kind of card you're probably pretty happy to take first pick in limited. You know, if you want to be blue, um, but just not good enough for constructed. No, I, uh, I mean, you know, obviously Man of War is a card you think about when you look at this. And there have been five men of Man of Wars before that didn't make the cotton constructed. Man of War barely made the cotton constructed. Um, I can't see that you want to play a five, you know, the other mode that it offers you. I can't see that you want to play a five mana three three and constructed Plus, it's a, a flying mana war though so it is a flying mana it's, war, but it's, it's a two two mana war yeah it's it's not nothing different um it is two full mana more than uh aether adept which right. saw very little if any constructed play although i i like that i had a soft spot for aether adept when it was um was it m11 that it was yeah. legal? a soft spot for that one but i mean awesome card um it just knows its place but I'm, this, de- I'm I'm deleting this. Wait, but you know, before you delete, I just want to think about this for a second. Um, what if it was modes two uh, two flying mana war is one of the modes, same as now, but you could put three plus one plus one counters on it. It could be a five five flyer. Save or delete. I would probably I would probably save it a, a f- like a five five flyer. I mean, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna save other five five flyers in this set for five mana, right? But I mean, so I'm just thinking like Bane Slayer Angel's a five five flyer. Right. Five. But also has a number of spectacular abilities that put it in you know, really that lifelink ability is is quite quite important and it's it's a you know it's interactions with uh, dragons, etc. Um but and that, that card is really when the Titan cycle came for Bane Slayer Angel got pushed aside. I, I, I actually think that if, if this could be a 5-5 five, five flyer or a 2-2 two, two flying man of war, I, it might not still get C-play. <laughs> that's, that's my point. Okay. Um, yeah, um, delete, delete it. I just... Delete, yeah. d- an interesting card. I think, I think the next card's a lot more interesting, actually. I think and possibly has implications up and down the spectrum of constructed play. And that's cloud form, one UU, enchantment, uncommon. We've talked about this already. Uh, enchanted creature has flying and hexproof, and it says uh, when cloud form enters the battlefield, it becomes an aura with enchant creature. Manifest the top card of your library and attach cloud form to it. So it's basically a two-two hexproof flyer. And more. Potentially and more, more, and potentially more. So I, I, I got destroyed by this card at the pre-release. 
destroyed by it. The guy got it. He, you know, he manifested. It was a Sagei Avengers, which is one of the limited, you know, big limited bombs you can have. And it was just like flying hex proof. Unbelievable. But like, you know, is, is this not a card you could just like play in legacy where you brainstorm a Phyrexian dreadnought on top of your library, uh, cloud form a Phyrexian dreadnought, and then for one mana, flip it up and you have a 12, 12 trample hex proof flyer. Get in for 15 as it were. Well, it's just 12, right? Uh, Dreadnought's a 12, 12. Oh, I'm sorry. I was thinking about it because it's a 2 2 when it's face down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Get some more. Yeah, so getting him for 12 is also good for the amount of investment. So, here, some things to point out. First of all, this is a snap save. Not only is this a snap save, but it's the kind of card that actually makes Secret Plans slash Trail of Mystery potentially worth talking about. Yeah. That, that's one thing. It's so. I don't know about you, but I tried Secret Plans and, Sacred, uh, and uh, Trail of Mystery uh, with uh, just Cons of Tarkir, and it were oh, really? not, it were not very good. <laughs> were not very good. Um, yeah, like I would just have so many cards in hand, but they were all basics, which is what happens when every card that you play is a is a Borderland Ranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but none of my cards mattered. <laughs> so uh, th- this, you have an ability to you know get a, a Hooded Hydra or you know a Sagu Mauler. So this turns a Sagu Mauler into a into a Simic Sky Swallower, right? That's kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just anything like a two two, two flying hex proof for three. It's just not completely out of the realm of card that you might want to play. It's obviously right, super right. resilient. Yeah, a two two hex proof flying land is pretty awesome. Yeah. So that's that's one thing. Obviously, you're going to have some amount of manipulation with your deck uh, via scrying, you know, ripping all the basics out of your deck with a Trail of Mystery, etc. I think there's a... Yeah, and it's also bigger than a 2-2 if you consider, you know, the buff abilities on both Trail of Mystery and Secret Plans, potentially. Right. Uh, there are... there there. It's kind of a lot of stuff going on. On the downside, this isn't just a vanilla 2-2 flying hexproof. It's less hexproof than a hexproof card... You know, because you can dis- yeah. because you can disenchant this. You can er- erase the bejesus out of the cloud form itself, which is something that people might want to do because you know Sam Black played main deck erase in his red white aggro deck uh, at one of those tournaments, either World Championships or uh, or Star City Invitational. I don't remember which one, but he played it main deck because such a prevalence of key enchantments in the format. Right. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink, but also cost three uh, and. Because of that, I think cloud form is a little less hexproof than than you might you might be thinking. Of initially. Would you would you be shocked to not see this get played in Legacy? I think this is a stretch for Legacy. Honestly, even if the if, even if you can imagine some exciting effects with it, Legacy I mean, is just, not just, a format people want just, to pay three mana. Really, just a, a flying hexproof dreadnought doesn't seem hard to do. Yeah, that's that's not hard to do. It's kind of fancy though, right? Like if people are playing three mana, they're gonna. Put a true name nemesis. All right, Mike. I don't I'm know. If you know. I don't know. Better, I don't know if you know this about me, Mike. I like fancy. I do like fancy. I'm just going to go right out there and admit that. I guess you could stifle not this. Is that that's not bad, right? Yeah. You, I, don't. I guess you could cloud form a trinket mage and then flip it up and get your sensei's divining top. Well, you don't get to. You don't get. Uh, Come into play ability. Oh, okay. Yes, it's only you only you only, you only get abilities. the flip up abilities when you flip a morph. Okay. 
Well, you could flip a Fathom Steer and draw two cards. They probably wouldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it seems pretty easy to do that with a with a Phyrexian Dreadnought now that you mention it. But you play this I, in a Trinket Match deck, right? I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't play I don't play in a, any Legacy, but, you know, maybe, maybe that just doesn't work. Maybe it's not, you know, maybe it's too fancy. But it seems like you can set it up easily enough, and then if you do it, you know, it's pretty hard for your opponent to, to interact with that. There's oh, some pretty specific cards they need to It's have. NP, dude. You're playing a Stifle deck automatically, so you just automatically get some bonus on on cards like Grizzlebrand and, um, and uh, you know, Tendrils, because you're just playing Stifle. You'll play Stifle in this deck, right? Right, right. You have this two-card combo where you're like two-mana Phyrexian Dreadnought plus Stifle the, uh, the comes-into-play bad ability. So. Oh, I see. Yeah, just play those cards together. And, you know, you obviously get some stifle percentage against your opponent's lands, which nobody's doing right now. So, I don't know. There it may be. This is really fancy, Brian. Like, this okay. is like... I don't really think. Actually, if you're playing with a... Like, I actually see some stupid things. You just, like, cast a Phyrexian Dreadnought, let it die, Academy Ruins, it back to the top of your library, and take the <laughs> form on it. It's like, actually a thing you could do if you had, like... It's the only need like three Lamana actually. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not that hard to do, but it's a uh, yeah. This is very fancy. Um, okay, and I, mean, I think obviously this card, you know, if there's if there's some sort of like bant colored morph deck that we've been talking about out there, this is a card you certainly want. There, right? Um. I think blue I mean, blue 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 is pretty challenging. I, I think if you're going to play any kind of a, a morph deck that involves blue, you're probably going to want to have cloud form on your short list. Yeah, I, I think this card's really interesting. It, it might have life outside of a morph strategy, or like you just play it in maybe blue white, and then sometimes you have master of pearls. You know, I think like that's cool. You know, a master of pearls sometimes. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm going to asterisk this. I have to think about it, but this might be my wallpaper actually. The blue. Oh really? Yeah, I mean, I really like this card. I, um, I, I don't know. If I, I mean, I do, I do too. I mean, it's not West. that often that a card makes me think about playing Legacy, but you know, that's that's the kind of deck I would enjoy playing. Okay, uh, let's okay. move on. Enhanced awareness for you instant draw three cards, then discard a card. So this is like a net one card. Is that right? Yeah. So, you, so it's net one. I mean, unless unless you count having a card in your yard or two cards in your yard as being worth something. This is massively too expensive for a net one card. You know, for this amount of money, you have to have a net three. Right. Um. Yeah, it's just. I mean, you probably play this in limited and. Oh yeah. Kind of like making a face when you cast it half the time. <laughs> Right, or dying without ever having a chance to kill oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the other half the time. <laughs> your opponent's also... I can see, like, the kung fu hands that the guy with enhanced awareness is trying to do, right? Yeah. And the properly built Jeskai deck across the table is prowessing your face to death. And you're like, you just wait. Two turns from now, I'm going to draw one extra card. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is like a... Pretty low playable for limited and uh, unplayable for for yeah. constructed. I, I've already deleted it. Okay, fascination. Fascination. X U U, sorcery. Oh, 
Oh, good. Good. They made it a sorcery. It won't be too broken. Uh, it's got it. It's got a silver <laughs> mana symbol. There's it's an no problem on this card. This choose, is not the mana symbol of a dangerous spell. You don't worry about it. Then it says, choose neither. <laughs> choose neither one of the following. Each player draws X cards. Is that or, Brain Geyser? Was that the, that's is that brain exactly geyser. Brain Geyser? Okay. That's Brain Geyser. Or each player puts the top X cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. This card's like strictly better than Brain Geyser. Sure. I mean, sorcery, like... I could totally see some sort of goofball-y combo-ish deck doing this. My only concern being, what colors are you going to be in? I, I can't, off the top of my head, think of a standard legal way for Mono Blue to really fart out a lot of extra mana here. So, for one more, you're talking about being in Villainous Wealth range already. Right. The Villainous Wealth is like... Actually, Brain Geyser is target player, must draw. Brain, Brain Geyser was one player. Which is the one that's both players, then? Uh, oh, that was... That was an instant, right? That was like... I don't remember the name of it now. Uh, anyway, long story short, I don't want to delete Fascination, but um, I'm not real fascinated with its, uh, with its prospects. So you're, are you saving this? I mean, it's this is like a it's like a thin. Sa- Remember, when we went with, with white, we went back and unsaved. Well, yeah, I was just gonna say we'll we'll come back. To let's, this. Let's, let's come back. I, I don't think this card's this is a card does not look very good to me. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's got a lot of things going for it that are powerful. It's sure. got an X in the corner. It's got two blue mana symbols in the right. corner. People are. It says the words drawing and cards in the text. Both of those words are. It's, it's right. It's it's part of a two card combo in which you pitch it to a force of will to counter a spell. Yeah, so it's you know a, all those great things. Some stuff. Okay. All right, Frostwalker. By the way, this this card is cool in terms of the picture, Frostwalker. Yeah, I like the art a lot. Uh, Frost Frostwalker, one U for a four one, elemental. It's an uncommon. So it's four power for two mana, in blue. So this is like a Dan Dan kind of card. When Frostwalker becomes the target of a spell or ability, sacrifice it. Um, I could actually imagine, I don't know if I can imagine it in current magic, but I can imagine some past magic format where Billy Moreno advocates four of these in a sideboard for some combo deck and just says, you know what, we're just going to go beat down in game two. I'm trying to imagine a scenario where this card is any good. The problems are following. Number one, like even like green white beatdown decks have pump. It's like not even pump spells. It's like pump abilities. Right. right. <laughs> like I'm gonna tap my guild mage to give this guy first strike. <laughs> Damn, it's dead. You know, like that's pretty bad. And like it, a lot of the time, I I try to look for these corner cases where. You've got these creatures that have got, like, some horrible thing wrong with them. This this card has two or three horrible things wrong with it, but they've got, like, one horrible thing wrong with them, but then, you know, they're good when the opponent doesn't have creature removal, you know? But it has all of one toughness. I mean, like, this is... 
This guy is doesn't even matter. This guy is not built to get past the later world. <laughs> no, I mean this. This is this is this is a card you 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 bring in in a in a control mirror, right? I mean the the problem. I guess the problem. The problem. Well, I mean, I guess if someone used the hero's downfall on this and not on your plane walker, you'd be pretty happy. Mm-hmm. Mabes. Like, like it, I, can, I, I, can Im- I can imagine a situation where it's maybe correct to, you know, have considered this card for your sideboard before you went with 15 different cards. Yeah, I, I don't know. This card seems horrible to me. <laughs> like, there's just all the incidental crap that people play get rid of it. Like, I mean, say you're playing like a, almost a junk. What's the word that we're looking for now? Obzon. Obzon yeah. Constellation deck or a Golgari Constellation deck. Are you just gonna side out your Doomwake Giant? No, <laughs> Frostwalker still dies. Frostwalker, like, uh, you know what? So you're just saying if I'm playing blue white against blue white, bring in Frostwalker. That's yeah. that's what you're saying. Problem is, people are already bringing in Brimaz in that situation. Sure. So it's like a known strategy, and Brimaz just runs I'm, circles I'm, around this I'm, cat. I'm I'm fine deleting it. I just wanted to make a case. Like yeah. I, you know, I don't actually like. I can see, like I said, I can see past formats. Where this was like a reasonable card. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think I can see it right now. Even Alan Comer hasn't, hasn't, uh, you know, rocked the rocked the world with a with a Dan Dan since 1997. So I, I think back right. to that to that you know Turbo Xerox deck all the time, but you're still talking about 1997 being the last appearance of yeah. Dan Dan, which was all right. 20 years ago. <laughs> Yeah. All right, move, moving on to Monty. Jeskai Infiltrator. The two-card Monty. Two you for a human monk. He's a rare. He's rare. two three. Two three. So his stats aren't too bad. It's not too bad. Jeskai Infiltrator can't be blocked as long as you control no other creatures. So, okay, that's good. When Jeskai Infiltrator deals combat damage to a player, exile it and the top card of your library in a face-down pile. Shuffle that pile, then manifest those cards. Two-card Monty. Why would I ever want to do this? The first two points I understand. Getting a little card advantage I understand. But then after that, it becomes very, very confusing for me. Right. right. Is this card like, then, secretly sweet and I just don't get? It? I mean, is it like? Well, I guess. I guess if the opponent's not blocking, like even you swing with like multiple manifested creatures, and one of them is the Jeskai Infiltrator to get through, then you can keep manifesting, right? Right. You flip it up, and then you get another two-two. I mean, you got to sink three mana in every time to do that, right? Yes. Yeah, I mean, I guess, again, it goes back to if there's that morph deck. I mean, this is a guy that gives you a little more reach for your morphs, right? Gets you, it finds you more cards, right? No, I, I think this card's bad. I think bad. it's bad, yeah. Like, it's just so expensive. Like, I don't know. Like, can you think of a... Like, what are we manifesting that we're really getting so much value out of? It's so fragile. It dies to Lightning Strike, it dies to Bile Blight, it dies to Hero's Downfall, it never gains any kind of resilience. I mean, it gets in the first time, maybe, you know, they can't block it at least. 
But like after that, it's costing you a ton because they might just block it still. Right. Like it's. I don't know. I, I'm yeah. I'm I'm fine deleting this guy. I think he's cool. I want to play with him, but I can do that in limited. I'm not even sure that I want to do that. This is just a confusing card. I get, how big are the <laughs> cards that people play in limited? I mean, on the first couple turns of the game, they're all two twos. But like, say you're playing as a teamer deck in limited, or just like, just like a rando green X deck. He doesn't have to get sure. in anymore. <laughs> well, he always gets in once. He always gets you some value. Yeah, and then and then what? You can play get something cool off the top of your deck, flip it up. Who the hell knows? I guess you could just try to play Attrition Magic, right? Yeah. All right. I mean, you, you could double block something now. You got a free card. I don't know. I mean, it seems okay to me. I guess sometimes there's value there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't do I I don't, I don't I don't imagine anyone playing it in standard. I mean, I guess if the morph deck is reasonable. Like, but there's just going to be all these better things to do to get morphs and manifests and whatnot into play. Like if the I mean, I guess it's kind of I guess it's kind of slow as I guess it's kind of I guess it's kind of cool that you get, you know, if you hit with him with the secret plans in play. I mean, I uh with a Trail of Mystery in play, like, turn two Trail of Mystery, turn three, play this guy. Your opponent's like, play a guy, go. You're like, attack, get through, shuffle, two guys, two lands. Right? That's I guess it's like cool. a, one, a one-time burst of three cards. Yeah. And it Maybe might be a, a Sagumala, right? Mean, like, it's... Right. Right, it could be a Sagumala, it, it could be a Hooded Hydra, it could be an Ice Feather Raven... Yeah, it's... I'm not saying you have to save it, Mike. I'm, I'm just saying it sold. could be kind of cool. The following I, I cards are more exciting shocked. to me than this. Shocked. Fascination. <laughs> Frostwalker. <laughs> <laughs> I like them both better than uh, Jeskai Infiltrator. Oh. I think that the gold rarity on Jeskai Infiltrator is less to do with its relative card power and more to do with its relative complexity. Com- complexity. I, I agree with you. don't want this to come up too often and limited. I've I've already deleted it and I'm getting ready to, to delete Jeskai Rune Marks. So Jeskai, did we talk about this last time anyway? I think I think we talked about the Rune Marks in general. Uh, to you for an enchanted creature, enchanted creature gets plus two plus two, and then enchanted creature has flying as long as you control a red or white permanent. Um, so you could. By the way, I love this artwork. Yeah, I was gonna say, I, very I actually... very very like Komoda. You know, that's the word that comes to mind when I look at this. I like the idea behind the artwork. I like the lighting and the colors. I think the yeah. implementation is actually pretty stiff. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the the, the, the figure the drawing? Yeah, it's really stiff. Sure. And I think that, like... I think it's, the, it's rare that you get this mis- this much atmosphere in a magic card. The I think the foreground image is just like... Okay, here's my layer with a foreground image on a transparent background, and I'm just going to lay it on top of my, you know, this is called a red silk or whatever I had behind it. This is called a chia scora, right? When you when you get this kind of like layers of light and shadow. Uh, I think that refers to. Oh, maybe you're right. Right, like the 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 paint ends up being really thick. Yeah, you know, you know what else? We've already spent more time talking about this card. Just a remark that he might might deserve. Okay, um, so Jeskai Sage is a card we talked about 
like three podcasts ago. Sure. And I said I did not like it at the time. People love this card. This is this is one of the cards people are most excited about uh, for blue uh, out of the set. Yeah, so uh, Patrick Chapin convinced me. He thinks this card is one of the best cards in the set. And, you know, I talked about a bunch of different scenarios. This card's actually it's way better than I thought it was originally. Yeah, the, the argument I heard for this card is that this makes it, they said just on the... In the simplest terms, it's just so much easier to play and protect an Ashiok now. Like oh, so the you idea just lay a Jeskai Sage in front of that, the Ashiok? Right, that you lay, you lay a Sage down, uh, you could take a hit that turn, you know, your opponent attacks, you're like, okay, fine, but you still have the Sage, and then next turn you play Ashiok, and you're like, okay, I get to dig a card deeper while I protect my Ashiok. Or, like, you could take a hit on your Ashiok, depending on... Oh, how right. big Depending your opponent's you offense Ab- is. Absolutely. And the Jeskai Sage could just be in this situation where they could just never beat it a turn later. Right. Um, it's interesting. You could play Jeskai Sage in, in kind of this... It's not no creatures. It's just like faux no creatures strategy that Gerard Fabiano's been messing around with. It's got like just Sylvan Carry added and uh, Seder Wayfinder right now. Where Seder Wayfinder is actually a great setup man for blue and black Delve cards. Uh, but you've got, like, eight creatures in your deck. But they're all either can't be targeted or they're horrible to use a removal spell on. Uh, and I think Jeskai Sage kind of falls into that category. You know, you could do something with your Bile Blight, but it's meaningless. Yeah. So, yeah, this this card, this card's, uh, and, you know, and cert- certainly could go into a Jeskai Ascendancy-style combo deck. You know, where, where you, know, you need some cheap creatures, where it's getting double bonus like a double prowess bonus off of your uh, spells. Uh, you know, I mean, there's going to be a lot of competition at the two slot for those Jeskai Ascendancy decks, though. But, yeah, this, this, card, this card seems excellent. Yeah, so uh, I'm reversing my previous position of not liking it and um, uh, now putting an asterisk next to it. So what are my asterisk cards? now? Cloudform and Jeskai Sage? Yeah, yeah. So contending the, for wallpaper, these are the two. I mean, this, so this, far. this definitely has my 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 wallpaper vote at the moment, uh, and that goes for also because I love the art on this. <laughs> uh, Lotus Path Gin. I mean, the art is nowhere near as good as the the art on on Pressure Point. Pressure oh, Point. Uh, Lotus Path Gin three U for a two three flying with prowess. It's a Gin Monk. It's a common. It's, you know, not good enough for constructed. You know, a 3-3 flyer. Sure. With a Phantom, Phantom Monster with prowess. Or like, a, like I was thinking like Zeppelin. It's a 3-3 right, three, three flyer Zeppelin. with a drawback. Uh, saw constructed play. Uh, if memory serves, one a Pro Tour. What, the, the, can't, the can't block yeah, one? Yeah, can't block. Wasn't that three mana for a 3-1? No, that's different. It's Rashad and Airship. Oh, okay. The Zeppelin is 3-3 three, three for UU2. Oh, sure, sure, sure. That was Mask Block, right? Yeah, so... Yeah. Um, I just wonder, like, you know, it's one less power, doesn't have this horrendous drawback, and in fact has pretty interesting special ability. Um, it's probably not good enough. I don't think, I don't think it's good enough. I mean, it's... <clears throat> Yeah, the, the the problem. I mean, the thing about the prowess cards is you want to be able to play them, and then untap and have all this mana to 
defend them or do tricks with them or to make your opponent's life miserable. Uh, and, and, and this is really happening on the turn. You know, do you really want to have dedicate some spot in your deck to this as for four, the way standard is paced right now? Yeah, I guess offensive prowess cards, like if somebody blocks them, you can just lightning strike their face or lightning strike their other guy. Or lightning guy. strike their other guy. Yeah, or, yeah like exactly. Your, your prowess guy splatters them. But this yeah. way, like, you, if somebody tries to kill this with, like, a lightning strike, you have to leave up a card. You're actually just leaving up a card to counter it. Yeah. You, no matter what that card is, you know, since it's God's willing or whatever, you're just really just trading a card for a card. So it's just not good enough, I guess. Yeah, I was just thinking about, you know, relative costs of cards that have, you know, performed or even won a pro tour. Sure. Cards. Yeah. Um, Meringue River Prowler. This is a card we talked about a little bit. Uh, to you for a human rogue, two one. Meringue River Prowler can't block and can't be blocked. You may cast Meringue River Prowler from your graveyard as long as you control a black or green permanent. So you like this guy? I do like this guy. Um, the reason I like this guy is um, if there's if there's some sort of dredgevine deck that's suddenly made viable with the unbanning of Golgari Grave Troll today. Uh, in modern, you know, does this card suddenly become, you know, this, this is definitely this, oh, you know, you, you always know you have that second creature in your yard that you can cast to trigger your Venge Vines. You know, I like, I like the inevitability of this in that kind of deck where you're just, uh, you know, looking for, you know, looking for ways to trigger your Venge Vines so that you just, you know, basically, you know, exhaust your opponent. You know, you're like pummeling you with with all these, you know, four power creatures, and then they're like, okay, sweep the board or do something, and you're like, okay, they all, you know, two of them come back, and I have another guy, and like, you know, at some point you're now attrition down, and you're hoping to draw two cards. You know, you're hoping to have two creature cards, but now if you're doing this and you know you're you're uh, dredging and, and sort of tearing through your deck and putting lots of cards in your library in your graveyard. And this is there, you know, you have a green creature, and then you play, you get to just play this out of your yard and trigger your your Venge Vines. So let's actually take a moment and talk about the, the ban and restricted announcement, which came out today. Yeah. So, um, Modern, Dig Through Time, Treasure Cruise, and Birthing Pod were all banned. So that's actually really interesting and not something that I had anticipated. Huge. Personally. Huge. It means... Scapeshift takes a big hit because Scapeshift was starting to get good because because of Dig Through Time. Jeskai Ascendancy takes a gigantic hit. Yeah, it's, I mean, th- some of these decks are not a deck anymore. Yeah, Delver takes a huge hit. Although Delver will still be Delver. I think just Delver just, normalizes, right? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly with exactly where I'm going. Birthing Pod obviously doesn't exist, although it may just become an Obzon deck, and you're just like, okay, well, I finally have a spot to put those Thought Seasons back into my main deck. <laughs> I mean, maybe is this Obzon midrange just a good deck? Like, it is a good deck. It did really well at the, the last GP. Like Anafenses and Siege Rhinos, just like in standard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just good. I just didn't anticipate. So, you know, a lot of people are talking about Treasure Cruise being banned in modern, but you know, a lot of people are saying if Treasure Cruise gets banned in modern, that just Dig Through Time just walks into Treasure Cruise's spot. Right. Right. So, preemptively banning Dig Through Time when it hasn't done anything to. End- it's, that's just such a modern thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, we don't want to run the risk of somebody casting a preordain again. So my, we're not my, going to let them. My my fear is obviously that 
by banning Birthing Pod, you just open the door for Splinter Twin decks. What's the difference? Is is Birthing Pod as a master so much better or worse than Splinter Twin as a master? I'm not saying I'm not saying it is. I'm saying I'm saying that by by getting one and not getting the other, that you just open the other the door for like the players are like, well, I want this really consistent deck that does these sort of scripted plays and and has this like long term you know, kind of like long game, grind my opponent out with my superior play and inevitability. Uh, and sometimes I just lock into the bet, into the nuts on turn four, you know, then, you know, all those players just pick up Splinter Twin. You know, who won, you know who won this banning? Lightning Bolt won this banning. Sure. That Goblin Guide is like shining off his shoes right now. It's like <laughs> time to get in with haste. <laughs> I mean, Wild McConnell's hoping he gets off the bench. Oh, again, Wild McConnell's not getting off the bench. Come on. That guy. He was banned for a while, right? Yeah. Oh, that's embarrassing. He, he was banned for a while, and when I saw someone playing him at Omaha, my first reaction was to go call a judge because someone was playing with a banned card. I hadn't seen anyone play it since it was banned. Like, my instant reaction was like, oh, yeah, no one plays with that card. That's because it's banned. That guy and then I just, lost and then anyway, I rem- right? And then I remembered. I mean, it was Craig Wesco. He went pretty deep. So Golgari Grave Troll, that's a powerful Magic the Gathering spell. Yeah. Card we've, we've talked about on this podcast many a time. From the beginning, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I actually like the, uh, the blue-green Vengevine deck. Uh, I, I don't know. Without Treasure I don't even know if it matters that much without Treasure Cruise. Like, every other card is, like, pretty advantageous. Let's play like two more vapor snags or something. I think yeah, that's a, I think a thing you can do. Is there any replacement for a card like that? Not really. No. The the other card I've been thinking about for that deck, and it's going to seem like a weird card, is just to be able to do, like do stuff at the end of your turn. Like imagine, and obviously this is this is a scenario where it's going to cost you six mana to do something. So that's obviously, but you you can find scenarios where it's not as crazy. Uh, Savage summoning. So Savage Summoning is green. Your next creature spell can be played as though it had flash, and it can't be countered. So, like, I don't ever expect to even have this card in my hand. Like, two of them in this Dredgevine deck that you're just milling those into your yard. And then you end of turn Snapcaster Mage, Savage Summoning, and then cast, like, a Tassiger or a um, Hooting Mandrels or some other Delve card super cheap instant speed at end of turn, trigger all your Venge Vines, untap, and swing. Wow, so that's a that's an interesting point. Um, maybe it's just right to go to black in that deck now. Yeah, I like I like Tassinger a lot. Wow, it's a, a lot to think about. Um, yeah. but Legacy And I did, and I think and I think so I think Morang River Prowler has a home in that deck as well. I did not anticipate Treasure Cruise being banned in Legacy. <laughs> I thought they just let you do good things in Legacy. They usually don't let you draw three cards. Uh, I, I'm not, at this point, real up on the difference between Treasure Cruise and Dig Through Time. So, yeah. like, I think... One of two things will be the case. Either Well, so there's no more, like, burn decks with Treasure Cruise, right? Like, those decks can't support Dig Through Time. But the right, decks yeah, that no. were already capable... The, the decks that already just had, like, Volcanic Island... I think um, eh, maybe it's tougher. You know, maybe Wasteland gets a lot better. So we might see the return of Teamer Delver. Um, that was the top deck prior to 
uh, Constantar marking everything up with the, with Delve cards. I, I did I did see I did see Owen Turnwald tweet earlier today. Hello, Wasteland. I have missed you, and I'm sure <laughs> I am sure that's what he was referring to. Yeah. So, uh, World Gorger Dragon. Um, I I don't know enough about why this card was banned. To have yeah, I don't. I don't. It I, has I like don't, some sort of infinite loop, I think. But an infinite I just loop assume I just play. assume if my opponent plays a World Gorger Dragon somehow that I've lost. Probably and I, gonna die. And I just concede. That's what I do. So, so that's that's my tell. So if you play a World Quarter Dragon, I'll concede. So gifts I'm given unrestricted in vintage treasure cruise restricted now in vintage. Um, yeah. Um. So yeah, I think modern is the most. I mean, modern has got to be the most interesting set of implications because sure, because well, the Pro Tour is coming up in two. Well, weeks. yeah, it's a, it's a format that people play. Right, so yeah. like Legacy is played in a micro is played like in a bubble, right? Yeah, yeah. It's played heavily, but played in a bubble. Um, but and, play, and played somewhat less heavily since the Star City Opens have moved away from having as much having a, a steady stream of Legacy on streams. camera. Yeah, well, there's yeah. still Legacy every weekend, but it's just not. Right. It's just not necessarily front uh, front and center. Yeah, so, yeah. Just getting back to Meringue River Prowler, you want to keep that card? I do. Um. You know, I would like to delete it, but we can we can keep it as a uh, as a compromise. I mean, I think I think it is. I think it's a very corner case card. It may be that in the same exact deck I'm talking about that I would just rather play a Scab Ruinator, which no one's ever played either. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that guy. <laughs> so we, we were uh, convinced that guy was going to be like the I, guy. I, mean, I thought that card was good. Was I mean, he, I is he a five-five for three? He's a five-six for three. But, but, it was, but he could only be played from the graveyard, right? Correct. Wait, I'm gonna go look this guy up. <laughs> scab Ruinator. Okay, hold on. Don't hold forget to guy. use all the A's in Scab. Scab Ruinator. So he's one UU Zombie Warrior, and he's got flying. Yeah. As an additional cost to cast Scab Ruinator, exile three creature cards from your graveyard. Flying, you may cast Scarborator from your grave. Five six, right? Well, you can play him just from hand. You just have to exile three cards. Right. I thought you could only cast him from graveyard. No, no, no. This guy should be the man. <laughs> yeah, he might. He might be. And, and and I, I honestly would not be surprised to see him show up alongside the, the the grave troll and the Vengevine and all that kind of stuff. All right. Yeah. I Although I guess he's at cross purposes with the Grave Troll. Yeah, they all. If you ever plan to have the Grave Troll in play, you. I mean, dude, I I fought, I've cast and had cast against me like just a nine nine Grave Troll, and that was yeah. That was what the game was about. In in, in the meantime, I'm just going to keep the River Prowler. I'm not proud of him, <laughs> but I'm just keeping him. I'm telling how, you, I how proud do you think I was of? Of Pressure Point one podcast ago, you were, you were very proud of Pressure Point. I was, I was you, passionate you did. about Pressure Point. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mind Scour Dragon. For you, you, for a 4-4 flyer. This is an uncommon dragon, though. This is an uncommon dragon. So uh, he's got flying. flying. <laughs> Whenever Mind Scour Dragon deals combat damage to an opponent, target player puts the top four cards of his or her library into his or her graveyard. I mean, you could do it to yourself, right? You could. Like, I could delete this into my discard album, or I could send it to you, and you could delete it into your discard album. <laughs> like, first of all, if it's a dragon, why does it look like a bird? Yeah. 
And this is the same dude who's on Monastery Siege like two cards from now, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't like this guy. I don't like his attitude. I don't like what he looks like. He looks like a freaking chicken. First of all, and if you're going to make him a bird, right? Like just basic evolutionary anatomy, man. Why does he have four legs? Okay, he has four uh, legs and wings. Four sets of wings? No, this guy is just, he's just trouble. I mean, like, if you're if you're making, like, a fantasy creature, right? Like, it's a real dragon that looks like a freaking dragon, not like a chicken. <laughs> like, fine, he could have four legs. If he, they could be, like, lion paws or whatever. I don't care. And, like, bat wings. You know, that's fine. This guy's just, like, a freaking chicken with an extra pair of legs. Yeah. I'm not, and I don't like him. I just don't like him. I, and it's not even clear to me that he can play tic-tac-toe, which is my... Like, low bar for a special powers chicken. You so, lost me, man. You never been to Chinatown and played frickin' tic-tac-toe against the chicken? No. Come on! Really? Never. You never played tic-tac-toe against the chicken in Chinatown? Never. I think that you're just pulling my leg now. I am not. What, you're gonna what Google are my two extra legs? You're just gonna, <laughs> <laughs> you're just gonna Google Squawk. that, and you'll see. Um... Yeah, right, get rid card. of this guy. Mike, here's your 3-3 here's your three, three for 4 mana that you wanted. Mistfire Adept. 3-U for 3-3 three, three prowess. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, target creature gains flying intelligence. So this guy can, you know, if you cast a Vapor Snag on something, the next, you know, the turn you, you know, with this guy in play, he's potentially a 4-4 four, four flyer. I'm going to look up a card. Or he's, or he's a 4-4 four, four and then something else gets flying. So there was a card we played um, at Pro Tour Charleston called Tibor and Lumia. And it was a card. It was 2UR, legendary creature for a 3-3. Three, three. Whenever you cast a blue spell, target creature gains flying until turn. Whenever you cast a red spell, Tibor and Lumia deals one damage to each creature without flying. Are you bouncing a ball? I am. Why? I don't know. I was seeing if, like, you know, because Tibor and Lumia was a constructed quality card. But not for the blue ability, more for the red ability. I, I was just going to say, the red ability was really what made that a card you wanted. That yeah, play. It all the sapperlings you're playing yeah. with one spell. Yeah, so I was saying, if they're, they're, yeah, this guy is just not good enough. But Tibor and Lumia, man, I remember we cast one, and um, you know, so our, we were playing, it's like three Pro Tour Champions or something, I had to read it, and I was very happy. That was like the apex of my tournament. We won that round too, which is also good. But yeah. we were like, what the hell is this card? Like, oh man, that kills all my sapperlings. <laughs> it certainly does. All right. Uh, okay. I, I'm, I'm happy cutting uh, Misfire Depth, deleting I have, it. I've deleted extirpating it. Extirpating it, annihilating it, scorching it, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Monastery Siege. To you for a rare enchantment. And this is the cycle of sieges. So when it enters the battlefield, you choose cons or dragons. And uh, if you choose cons at the beginning of your draw step, Draw an additional card, then discard a card, which uh, Rashad Miller would tell you is like drawing two cards because cards in the yard are awesome. And it's, if you it choose, is like drawing two cards and then discarding one of them, it's <laughs> just then, like that. It's very similar. And then dragons spells your opponent's cast that target you or a permanent you control cost two more to cast. I have a hard time thinking that I'm going to play this card and construct it. What about you? You know, I. It's funny. I feel like if it costs, if it costs one you, you might consider like the idea, like yeah, like oh, I'll play this. It'd be really hard, you know, 
Caught my opponent will have to pay three mana for a thought seize. Or three mana for any kind of duress effect. You know, that would be kind of cool. So uh, let me ask you, do you think that the front so the front side, the con side, is substantially better or worse than just having Thassa, God of the Sea? Uh, I would rather have Thassa, God of the Sea. Okay. I'm not saying, I think that this ability is a little better than Thassa's ability, but I think that the long-term implications of having this in play and having a Thassa in play... Thassa makes guys unblockable and sometimes 5-5 indestructible. Yeah, I'm saying I, I like the Thassa better. But even, yeah, just through the card cycling ability, I think Monastery is a little bit more powerful, but Thassa's got so much more going on. Thassa's not seeing any play right now. That's my yeah. point. Right, yeah, so, I, just, I just deleted the Siege. And then, yeah, but Dragon's side, like, you just can't... Spe- Unless I'm missing some wild new strategy that people are anticipating playing, it just they just pay two more. Like you, yeah. you're investing the entire card, they can just pay two more. And yeah, yeah. Fine. Like I, I, I play this on turn three, and you're like, okay, well, I'll pay three and thought sees you, and you're like, damn it, okay, you know, like they, your opponent, I, it doesn't even seem like it would be, you know, it's like, oh, what do you have to protect, you know? Yeah, of, it's. Okay. I, just I mean, to... I, I guess it, you know. I guess, I guess, you know. Then maybe, like, you know, it's really you're you're making it very difficult for someone to uh, Karen's downfall, your planeswalker, or you know, you're just putting this incredible tax on everything. Yeah, but I mean, like, but you know, you're also just plays one card a turn and he just can cast his card successfully every time. Yeah, like, yeah, it's just, yeah. It, or like, if he's playing multiple cards per turn, like one of them is just a guy, or like, right. You know, and it's only spells, right? So abilities actually just get through fine, I think. I don't even know. I've spells your opponent's it. cast. It's hard you. Yeah, yeah. So like, you know, pinging and assassination. Right. And, and, and like a, uh, like a, an oblivion ring wouldn't even be affected by this. Oh, yeah. Or right, because the oblivion ring doesn't tack, right. Vanishing light doesn't target until it comes into play. So it's or not chain a, to the rocks. Or chain to the rocks, or so let's just let's just. Yeah, this play, card stinks. And you can tell it stinks because it has a crappy giant chicken, alleged dragon on it. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. It's a freaking chicken. All right, neutralizing blast. This card seems okay. One U instant counter target multicolored spell. Um, we've seen just all, all sorts of narrow counters. You know, make the cut. Uh, in main decks and sideboards, in 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 control decks and non-control decks, you know, disdainful strokes and negates and essence scatters and envelopes. I played a, you know all sorts of stuff. I think that this card will be, we'll see play. spell pierces, spell snares, gainsays. You see sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Well, so this card is strictly better than a gainsay, right? Oh no, it's not. Gainsay could counter like a psychotog. Right. Right. So it's not strictly better, but it's, I think this card is good, and I could see this card taking share from main deck disdainful stroke. Because, sure. you, know, you see, like two main deck disdainful strokes in a lot of decks right now. The neutralizing blast is going to take some share. Those disdainful strokes are pretty bad against red aggro. This card is probably just exactly finding us right. Every single one of the cards is the same thing. Yeah, uh, just different mana costs. So, like, if you can just get this in two versus three against a hoardling outburst, you're probably very happy with life. Uh, where, you know, Hordling Outburst would not have been able to be countered by the Disdainful Stroke at all. Right. Um, <clears throat> I think this card, uh, maybe a 1-of or a 2-of main deck. I could see some decks going to 4-of. 
Uh, it's obviously a powerhouse against certain strategies. So I mean, against Black Green I mean, it, it counters it counters a Siege Rhino. That seems like a a pretty big job for a card to have in standard right now. Hold on a second. I completely misread this card. It's counter target multicolored spell? Yes! I thought it was a monocolored spell. Yeah, either either way, it's still a Oh, no, card. this card is not good enough to play main deck. Sure, but you'd certainly play it in your sideboard. Um, I th- Yeah, not very many, actually. This is not a delete, but, like, everything I said about countering a s- Horling Outburst is, does not happen. Yeah, I was wondering what you were talking about, because this can counter a Psychotog. Yeah, I just got confused. Sorry. Fine. That's Sorry, fine. Canada. So we're, we're recording this on Martin Luther King Day, which means but, I'm on the third day of being home with my kids. Yeah. For, so, <laughs> but, I mean, count, count, countering a Siege Rhino seems like a fine job to, I mean, so does the Sandful Stroke, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, th- this is not going to take any share from Disdainful Stroke, though. Disdainful Stroke is there for, does a certain job. This card is pretty, pretty erratic, right? If you're playing against red-white, it doesn't counter a single card in a red-white deck. Right, you wouldn't, you wouldn't main deck this card. I don't, I don't believe. I don't, I, but the thing is, like, for the cards you want to counter, it, it's like, you're not going to play eight Disdainful Strokes against, against Abzan, right? Although, I guess this counters Lions, Death Dealers, yeah. Rhinos... It can't, right, it, it, yeah, it, it counters almost all their threats. A lot of their planeswalkers. Yeah, I get this. People are going to play like one of them total in their seventy-five. I think. I think yeah. this is like. Mm, it's, it's not a delete. Not a delete. Yeah. Agree. Not a delete. Okay. Uh, Rakshasa's disdain, and I don't know whether this card should just be called circular or just called logic, but it's. <laughs> But it is not circular logic. To you, instant counter target spell, unless it's controller, pays one for each card in your graveyard. So it's circular logic, except you can't madness it. Well, the only reason I would play that card because of the madness. Yes. It never saw playing a deck without a wild mongrel or a psychotog, right? Right, no. And yet, might not get deleted. <laughs> I am so happy every time I cast a Dissolve. I'm, like, overjoyed every time I cast a Dissolve. Sure. I mean, this is just, like, in mid-game, this is a hard counter. Nobody has, like, seven stray mana. And, like, some decks that can't cast a Dissolve could cast this, maybe? Okay. I'm, I'm what, do you, want to, do you want to delete it? I wanted to delete it, but I guess if you're going to... I mean... It's it's probably better than a dissolve in some cases. I'm erring on non-delete. Oh, we'll come back. Let's put this on. Okay. Short. Listen, I'm okay. erring on non-delete. That's okay. Uh, nobody casts three casting cost counter spells though, other than Andrew Cunia. I don't know. I, I I I'm erring on non-delete. Okay, that's fine. Reality uh, shift. Yeah, reality shift. One you exile target creature. Its controller manifests the top card of his or her library. So this is a Pongify. Right? This is Pongify, and you're giving them the card that's on top of their library. You can Pongify. You can do this to your own creature. You can do it to your opponent's creature. You know, I kill your guy. You're like, in response, I'll exile it. I will manifest the top card of my library. Or uh, you can just, you know, they, they, they have just a Siege Rhino, and you're just like, I would rather you had a random card face down off the top of your library. This is actually a good deal better than a Pongify a lot of the time, right? Um, it it makes a 2-2 two, two instead of a 3-3. Three, three. Right. 
against a lot of decks, they're just not going to have a good thing underneath when it gets manifested. Uh, and then it, it allows you a substantial amount of play, right? So people talk about I mean, their own stuff. But, you know, if you have some setup ability with uh, Corsair of Crufix is the easiest thing. What if you're playing against Corsair of Crufix? You know what yeah. their card is. Sure. You're like, here, Pongify your your Land of War Wastes. Right. No problem, friend. Or I mean, there's also things that this this does that this deals with that no other removal, you know, most other removal spells are are, you know, not gonna be able to deal with. You know, I mean you know, you're blue, you have blue one up, your opponent activates their uh their Sarkin and attacks you. <laughs> you know? Seems pretty sweet to reality shift it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, pretty sweet on a storm breath dragon or an arbor colossus. If you you know you don't have that like this is a nice spot removal card if you want to go to a blue white deck. You know, as opposed to, you know, like all the blue black decks that have to run you know, the the hard uh, black removal. Uh I mean the blue white decks get a lot of last breath action these days, but th- this sure. is actually less restrictive, right? So yeah. last breath only hits a, a small percentage of the opponent's potential threats, but this uh this can hit anybody. I think this is a keeper. Yeah, and you can also set up and, and again, the same thing with Corsair Crufix. You know, you could be playing a green blue deck that has Corsair and you know you know what you have on top of your library. You know, they they're like kill your courser. You're like, okay. Reality chef my courser into this, you know, Arbor Colossus or this Pelucranos or this whatever. So yeah, I like this card. How do you feel about refocus? Um you know, refocus is uh this is a card that is very much like pressure point. <laughs> But with less good art. No way. This card is a snap keep. Untapped target creature draw card. Yeah, this is like a Manamorphose. Like, what if you have Whisper of the Wilds in play? Right? You're like, GG, refocus, draw card, GG. Like, you can't see, like, chaining this in some sort of a combo deck. What, what's Whisper of the Wilds? It's a, it's a green creature... Uh, and it costs uh, one and a G uh, for a human shaman. It's zero two. Tap to add G to your mana pool. Ferocious sure. add G G. To your oh yeah, 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 yeah. That card, yes. So, like, I think, I think that there's probably some sort of deck that wants to cheat on mana or is like a like yeah, an engine based. Um. Velocity combo deck, maybe. Sure. Well, here, here's here's the card. Here, to refocus. Well, here, here's here's. I'll, I'll tell you what I'd be very happy to do with this card. Turn two, humble defector. Uh, pass. My turn. You know, or even or even some later turn in the game. It doesn't really matter what turn it is. Tap my humble defector to draw two cards and then give you control of humble defector. But with that on the stack, refocus. Untap my humble defector, draw a card, tap my humble defector to draw two cards. Now you get my humble defector, and I draw five cards. Um, so you originally mentioned humble defector to me so, uh, in, in context of a, 
of a Jeskai Ascendancy deck, right? Yeah. Seems uh, like a, seems like it could be a pretty sweet. Like, just imagine in the Jeskai. I mean, obviously we're talking about a red card here in blue, but uh, humble defector, tap it to activate it. Uh, to draw two cards. So draw two cards on the stack. Draw two cards on the stack. Jeskai Ascendancy play wild slash my humble defector. Activate Jeskai Ascendancy. You put untap it. You know, draw from Jeskai Ascendancy. Tap humble defector to draw to put two more card draws on the stack. I could still do something else and untap it again, but even if I just let it go now, now I've just turned my Wild Slash and my Humble Defector into five new cards. So I think that there's potential synergy with Humble Defector and Jeskai Ascendancy, potential synergy between Refocus and Humble Defector. Um, But we're talking about kind of time-traveling the Jeskai Ascendancy deck to an earlier state, right? So... Unless you're Lisi Chan, uh, the uh, I, I'm I'm not talking about a combo deck. I'm talking about a beatdown deck. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm talking about like the idea of like on a turn where I have multiple creatures in play, drawing five cards off the Jeskai, like drawing like you know maybe even drawing six or eight cards. Is Humble Defector just like a two one for two? Yeah. Like, the amount... You you can just draw a whole new hand. Like, yes, at the end of it all, they're going to end up with a humble defector. And if they but ever use every, it, you're going to get it back anyway. Yeah, and for every spell you've, you've cast there, you're just going to re- completely refresh your hand. Plus, all your other creatures are getting bonus up the whole time. So what does this make you think about refocus? Uh, just because refocus also works with humble defector. <laughs> but I, you don't see refocus as just a card that could be good in and of itself? Yeah, I do. I think it could be fine. Yeah, so we're keeping it, right? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that if there's... I think just the Jeskai Ascendancy decks in general, and in general the Prowess decks need you to have the velocity we've been talking about. I mean, this and, is a sweet card in combination yes. with certain Prowess and Heroic cards, right? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Untap my 5-5 five, five guy. He's targeted. He's now 6-6. Six, six, draw a card. I think this card might be... Might be very, very good in blue white heroic. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm perfectly happy to keep keep refocus. Renowned weaponsmith. So this is probably going to be the blue card that we talk the most about. That's my anticipation on this card. Okay. It is one in the blue for a one three. So so Becker's on board. It's at the vanilla test. <laughs> bigger than a Stoneforge mystic. Yeah. Has the ability uh, tap, tap, add two to your mana pool. Spend this mana only to cast artifact spells or to activate abilities of artifacts. So it's it's got an elf-like ability. Yeah. Jumps you to five mana on turn three if you're doing something with artifacts. So could you go turn two, Renowned Weaponsmith, turn three, play a land, uh, and go Renowned Weaponsmith, tap for two. Oh, there's a, you don't get anything by refocusing it, right? No. Refocus it. Four, because you're down two now. Um, so there's no net mana. No. Um, but... No, but you could cure as follower it. Yeah. There's some situation where you could cure as follower it. I'm just thinking about, you know, casting... Scuttling Doom Engine is about the only artifact you might want to cast in standard, right? Like, what other artifacts are there? 
Scuttling Doom Engine, Perilous Vault. Oh, I mean, but you're not going to Vernoud Weaponsmith and Fury Yeah, yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just thinking about, I'm thinking about what's out there. Um, and there's always, there's always some big dumb artifact that you thought was unplayable until you see the, you know, the ability to pump out all that mana. Um, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, this, this, this card lets you make a turn three batter skull in modern. Um, yeah, I'm just, I think that this card has you got... just play a turn three batter skull. Yeah, I think this is a keep book. Well, a, there's legendary weapons, right? This guy could be buddies with Biden to Thassa. Sure. Um. Also let you, um, cast and equip a sword on turn three. Because he can also, um, you know, if you, if you're in the market, he can um, give you activation mana, not just uh, right casting. Yeah, so you get five mana on turn three, and that sword and activate sword. You can meteorite on turn three. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I think meteorite's a card that's a lot better than its its amount of play, which is currently right around zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, not you know, Phyrexian Revoker is not exciting. Um, it's not something that. People are super excited to cast. Man, I like Scuttling Doom Engine. That, that seems sweet. Doom Engine's a big game. It's like Soul of New Phyrexia is on the real low end of things that you might want to Sure. Know, the soul cycle. I mean, again, Soul of New Phyrexia, you can use the mana from this to also pay for its ability. You can also use, I believe, you can activate the ability while it's in the yard with this mana. Because it's an artifact. Uh, I think you're probably right. Um, so, it's it's a limited elf, uh, but the other ability is you tap, search your library for a card named Heart Piercer Bow or a Vial of Dragonfire. Reveal it, put it into your hand, and then shuffle your library. So we've seen Heart Piercer Bow, correct? Yeah, that doesn't really do anything. It's not but true. It's 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 yet to be played in limited or constructed. So Heart Piercer Bow only it only costs two. Yeah. So our buddy, the uh, the renowned weaponsmith, can just drop it straight. Uh, whenever equipped creature attacks, Harpier's Bow deals one damage to target creature defending player controls. Equip one. So are you saying that like it's just? What if you put this on a death touch creature? Sure, that would be kind of sweet. But hasn't happened yet. So renowned weaponsmith has got a lot of text on him. If Vile of Dragonfire is good. Even if it's not that good, I think the fact that this guy could just like sit there and Jame Day Tome affordable artifacts into grip for only one mana, right, might make it a thing. Yeah, and I and I and I think uh, like I think like you said that you know five six mana on turn three turn four lets you lets you you know do something with cards that people aren't necessarily ready to deal with right now. Um. Yeah, but I, I, I think we're going to agree to keep him tentatively, right? I, I, I'm more than tentative on keeping him. I think he's, I think he's very keepable. I think we can retroactively delete him if Vile uh, of Dragonfire is bad. <laughs> How about we do that? In a but I mean, podcast. you you don't you don't think to, you don't think two mana to to be able to go turn three batter skull is is good at all? I mean, I think this card is a bit low impact for modern. Okay. Right of Undoing, Foreign of You, Instant, Delve. Well, there are a lot of 
good words on this card. Yeah, yeah. Really good cards. Return target non-land permanent you control and target non-land permanent you don't control to their owner's hands. So pick up my Seder Wayfinder. Pick up... Bounce your Planeswalker. Yeah. Or, like, pick up my guy that has been enchanted by Singing Bell Strike. Pick up your... Five five heroic guy. Yeah, right, right. Pick up, pick up my guy that's been enchanted by singing bull sh- uh, by singing bell strike, and pick up your chain to the rocks. Or if I'm playing against you, pick up your Nylea's presence and kill two of your chain to the rocks. <laughs> and pick up your own Heliod's pilgrim. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Right, well, Heliod's Pilgrim's a great card, you know, to, to talk about with this, right? A card that has, you know, a good common to playability. You mentioned the the, the Seder Wayfinder. Um, yeah, yeah, I think this card's okay, but did, did people play, you know, there was... Um, Heal from Reality. Heal from Reality, yeah. Did yeah. people play that in Constructed? No, this card is much but more But Peel was only creatures. And this is non-lane permanent, so... Are you, are you going to keep this... You're not going to hit the... Delete button on this guy. I mean, I'll probably hit the delete button. Well, on I, I, I'm fine deleting him. Yeah, I, I like the card a lot, but but oh well. Yeah, time I, stuff. I like, I like Sage Eye Avengers better. We already agreed that this guy was not going to get played. <laughs> I still like him. I mean, this guy is a monster unlimited, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Sage Eye. The, the only way my Sage Eye Avengers unlimited lost at the pre-release. Was to a Sage Eye Avengers with Cloud Form. Was that, was that a real thing that happened? That was a real thing that happened. He unmorphed Sage Eye Avengers under a Cloud Form. Hexproof Sage Eye Avengers with flying. It was disgusting. Uh, okay. But you, you don't, you know, we don't, we don't think this has a place in constructed. It's too expensive. There's no. If you're going to cheat to get this thing into play, there's stuff that's way better. Sure. That's, sure. that's my opinion. Sure. Uh, shifting loyalties, 5U for a sorcery. Exchange control of two target permanents that share a card type. If this cost one in a U and was a 3-3 flyer, it's hard to be pretty good. All right. I'm going to delete this. Good okay. Point. Here's a card I know people are, are interested in. Shu Yun, the Silent Tempest. To you for a legendary creature, human monk. It's got prowess. It's three two. Uh, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, you may pay Boros Boros. If you do, target creature gains double strike until end of turn. So this guy hits for like eight on turn four with a lightning bolt. Well, actually, it hits for eleven. Uh-huh. But hit for, hit for eight. You know, get that guy out of the way. Let's play a game. Double strike him. This guy or Mantis Rider? Probably. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe this guy. Yeah. I mean, to you. I mean, he's. I mean, you don't have to have red and white and blue to play this guy. You could be like. This could be like a white blue beatdown deck. I mean, he's a three-two, not haste. Correct. Like and. There's just nothing stopping the opponent from putting a string of 1-1 Sapperlings or 0-1 Eldrazi spawns or anything. You don't have to give him the double strike. 
You can give whichever creature you want the double strike. <laughs> I mean, is the creature giving the double strike big or little? It depends. Because if it's little, you know, I don't think that it's a uh, the thing that's super meaningful about. Here's here's guy. the thing. All right, here here's here's the thing. All right, ready? I attack with Shuyun the Silent Tempest. I've got three mana up. You know, I'm I'm playing Bant. What's the worst thing I could do? What format are we playing? Standard. Standard, you have three mana up, playing Bant. Yep. How many cards are in your graveyard? A lot. All right, I mean, you could just become immense. Yeah, I become immense and kill you. Yeah, I mean, like, my mind immediately went, (laughs) you could kill me, but most of the time that's not going to be the case. From 20. I mean, Dragon Eye Twins has a lot of these things built in, and, and but but it costs five mana. It costs five mana to get into play. Yeah, but this costs. It's the same. It's a three mana plus two later. But it's also three mana. You can also play this guy and trade with something. You can also like he's just not dead in your hand for the early turns of the game. If the bar like is, we're not going to delete him. Fine, he's not going <laughs> to be very good. I don't think I don't think he's going to be amazing. I think he's interesting. I actually don't think he's that interesting. I mean, compare him to to uh, Soulfire Grandmaster, which is like very, right, so very far, Soulfire, Soulfire Grandmaster is obviously just insane. It's spectacular and interesting, right? It's obviously good and interesting. Uh, you know, oh, what's the green one? Warden of the First Tree? Yeah. That guy's spectacularly good and not interesting. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Soulfire Grandmaster is very interesting and very good. Tassiger is very interesting and very good. I think this guy isn't interesting and probably not very good. <laughs> that's that's my, my reading on this one. I think that this double cycle of rares and mythics has a lot of play to it. But I don't think that Shu Yun, the Silent Tempest, I think he might be the 10th out of 10 on how bad he is. Tens out, didn't you say a different one you had a 10th The white one is also really bad. Okay. So the, the, white, the white one is, uh, he looks like a... He's, a, he's an equally boring picture of a guy standing in front of a, a background. All right, well, all right, well yeah, let's, Dogatar let's, let's... the Adamant. That oh, guy's yeah. no, just bad. Yeah, that, that guy's ten out of ten. This guy's uh, like nine out of ten. Then, like, he's right, just maybe. not very good. Maybe we'll we'll have to see. I'm gonna I'm gonna tentatively keep him, but you know, I can be talked into erasing him in our final pass. Yeah, but the the competition is Soulfire Grandmaster, Warden of the First Tree, Tassiger, and like even the Brutalizer is awesome. That guy might not ever see any play. Brutalizer is right. way better than this guy. All right, I will. I'll delete him. Right. But I reserve the right to say I told you so. Fine. That's, that's a new rule. You have to. You have to make a reservation on this. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Saltai on on the anniversary on the first anniversary of Golgari Grave Crawl, uh, Troll being unbanned. I get. I get to you know reserve one. I told you so. Okay. Well, you the were first right anniversary about that. being twelve hours. <laughs> Soltai Skullkeeper. One U for two one. Uh so basically wetland sandbar from the last set. Naga Shaman. When Saltai Skullkeeper enters the battlefield, put the top two cards of your library into your graveyard. I mean not really good enough on body to be a combat creature. Kind of some redundancy on self mill, but it's just not powerful. It's not yeah. powerful on self mill. It's not a good creature. 
Yeah. You know, if you if you use the Patrick Chapin bar of uh is it a Bane Slayer or a or a Moldrifter, you know, like Moldrifters have there are these creatures that get good abilities and the Bane Slayers are these creatures that are themselves very good. And then there's Titans, right? Titans are both. This is nothing, right? It's not a it's not a great creature, it's not a great ability. Yeah. It's a would you play this card in limited? Absolutely. I think I think I would too. It's it's good. It's a good curve card, and then it gives you. I mean, I play I played Wetland Sandbar, and this is strictly better. It's not strictly. This could be milling your best card out of your deck. That's not a valid argument. It is a valid argument. No, it's not. Like I'm obviously playing. I'm playing in limited in a format with delve. Like getting cards into my yard is just an advantage to me. You can get your guards in your yard different ways. You can get them because you chose to put them there by casting them or by trading them in combat, and then you can get them because they're randomly put there. You don't like it when people are millstoning you. I don't. I actually have never cared when my opponent is millstoning me. I mean, unless I, unless it's the last millstone ability, I don't care. All right. So, um, supplant form for you. You instant. Uh, rare, return target creature to its owner's hand. This is a six-mana mana war. Because it says, put a cop, put a token onto the battlefield that's a copy of that creature. So was this, this your your uh, this, your preview card, right? It was my preview card, yeah. And I, and I wrote about it strictly in the context of Commander, EDH, where this is kind of like a big deal. This card's going to be awesome. I, don't, I wish I didn't make it look like a guy. Like, the art makes it look like a guy. Yeah. Um, you, do you think this? I, I don't think this card has a place in standard, but I could. I mean, I think this card might not be very good, but it's very interesting and it does something. Oh, absolutely! I mean, you you would love this card in a, in a format with Primeval Titan, right? Well, like I mean, I just think about this. Like when I won states that one year, I played the card Confiscate in my deck. Right? Confiscate right. is six mana, sorcery speed card. Basically, takes a copy of a card. Right? I mean, I'm not sure which one is better. Like bouncing their thing is a thing that I would do. Copying or stealing their thing is a thing that I'm happy to even spend six mana for. This makes me think this card might be really good. Like, it might be, like, what if their card is, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something. What's something awesome that somebody might cast? That's, Malt Drifter. Um, I will go with... Baneslayer uh, Angel? <laughs> yeah, so let's go with Baneslayer Angel. You can just copy their Baneslayer Angel at the end of their turn, make one, bounce to their hand, and then, like, essence scatter when they try to recast it. Yeah. It's super fine. Yeah, um, I think this card is a backbreaker in mental magic. <laughs> that's, that's, uh, it, it's yeah, this card. This card's actually pretty awesome. I am not interested in deleting this card. That's my assessment. Okay, look, it might not be very good, but it, it's it's so different than than Shu Yun the Silent Tempest. Two cards, neither of which scream to you that they're going to see play. Like Shu Yun, just not it's not great, not interesting. This card is a little expensive, but you can see some some evolutionary predecessors. I just I just want a blue beat down deck. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's ex, this card is expensive for a blue beat down deck. Oh, you no, I'm talking about Chu Yan. I'm talking about Chu Yan. Yeah, but are you are you gonna blue beat down with Boros Mana? Otherwise, he's just a guy. I don't know. Red or white mana. He's got prowess. I mean, he's you know he hits as a four three. If I play a spell, a planeswalker, or you know do something, I you know. But whatever. I, we've already deleted him. And we saved Supplant Form, which I'm happy with. 
Temporal Trespass. Uh, let's How, keep are you, it. Is, this, is this a card you're interested in deleting? Uh, no, I think we keep it in... I don't think we need to talk about it for an I, hour. I, I kind of yeah, I kind of want one of these in my Dredgevine deck. I want to crypt it. I want to Snapcaster this back. Uh, I can see that happening. You know, five mana. You know, to to time walk. You know, it's a time warp, but you get to get it out of your yard and get another creature into play. And yeah, you just play one. <laughs> yeah. And like you just yeah, I mean, especially if you have like a bunch of Vengevines in play, it's probably awesome. Right. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Torrent Elemental. This is an example of a card that is better uh, in that 10-card macro cycle than Shu Yun the Silent Tempest. This card is still not very good. Right. For you, for 3-5 Elemental, flying, whenever Torrent Elemental attacks, tap all creatures defending player controls, and then it has 3 Golgari, Golgari, put Torrent Elemental from exile onto the battlefield, tapped, activate this ability only anytime you could cast a sorcery. Part of that ability is awesome. Part of it is just like, no. Like the ability, right, the ability to delve this card away and replay this card. Right? Like on six mana, the ability to go, okay, I'll pay one mana for Tassiger, I'll delve this away, and then pay five mana and put this back into play is obviously very exciting. But, like, it's sorcery speed and comes into play tapped. Yeah, I'm not sure why it has to come into play. Tapped. I think it's just Sky Games. I think this is just Sky Games restrictions, right? Like, they don't want people... Because it's an exile pile. So, like, it'd be one thing if it's in Graveyard, you're still close on the Sky Games test. But if it's an exile pile, people are like, well, you're really going to get Sky Games right here. Like, <laughs> nobody's checking the exile pile. Nobody wants to be the idiot who ran into the on-table ability that was in the exile pile. I'm, I'm saying it doesn't have to come into... It doesn't. It can be sorcery. It's a creature, right? Like I'm fine with like you know anytime you could play a creature, but I'm saying like I don't understand why it can't be like well I play it now I have a defender this turn like you know it's like where you're behind and you play this card you're just gonna fall further behind. So that's all I'm saying. It's like I'd like to be able to play this card and not get behind. So my assessment is not unplayable. Yeah, that's sort of where my assessment is, too, but I, I have a feeling it's not very good. Agree. And I'm still telling you it's better than Shu Yun the Silent Tempest. Well, again, for me, the thing with Shu Yun is that it's it's three mana. All right. And it's four, it's four you know, assuming you're going to do something on the next turn with it, it's four points of power, potentially double strike. It's, it's much more scary than this card. Let's uh, jump forward to Whisk Away. Uh, I'm going to delete it. To you, instant, put target attacking or blocking creature on top of its owner's library. If it didn't have the attacking or blocking restriction, would it still get auto-deleted? Probably. Is that supposed to be a dragon? It's another freaking bird. Yeah. I've, I've already deleted it and moved on to Will of the Naga. Will of the Naga. For... This is, by the way, my favorite art in the set. Really? This is my, like, strictly from the art perspective wallpaper from the set. Really? I just think it's so cool looking. It's it, The colors are different than everything else that you see. And, uh, you know, it's just got this really, really cartoony, exaggerated look to it that Magic has moved so far away from over the last couple of years that it just, to me, it was just, this was just a real refreshing card to look I'm at. I'm so surprised to hear that. I just don't think the art is very good. It's like, 
It's it's so on the nose. The colors are not adept. I I agree the colors are different than what we see normally, but like the implementation on the lines is so blunt. Like there's not much differentiation between scale pattern where like the metal comes yeah, in. Yeah, but but you're you're, tra- you're again, you're talking about all this stuff that's leaning towards the more rendered side of the illustration scale and I'm talking about stuff that's on the more cartoony side. And this is this is in my cartoony wheelhouse. You know, like, I don't care about rendering at all when I'm talking about that, you but know. If you're going to have, like, these glowing eyes snake face, right, wouldn't you have wanted to see that be the focal point of the, of the art piece and then change I know, this, the this, this This art just jumps out to me more than any other piece in this set. All right. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying I'm super yeah. surprised. That's, yeah. Uh, I would, I mean, even among blue, I think you, I mean, Jeskai Sage, man. That's a cool yeah. picture. Yeah, but it's it's like on it's like super rendered. It's like the, this is the it's just different. All right, I, I just I just enjoy this card a lot. Okay, so uh, it's for you, you so six total instant delve. So it has a lot of the good words on it. Instant and delve, tap up to two target creatures. Those creatures don't untap during their controller's next untap step. Probably playable. Choking tethers, like, but a little better than choking tethers. Um, kind of tangly. Tangly. What is it? Tangly. Tangly. Um, do you, would you like deleting this, or do you like saving it? Uh, I'm I'm okay saving it. Uh, I think I changed my mind already. <laughs> right, I could not. I, I mean, I cut it. I, I kept siding it out in my limited deck this weekend. So, <laughs> okay, there you go. Uh, right into being to you. Final blue card. Look at the top two cards of your library. Manifest one of those cards, then put the other on the top or the bottom of the li- of your library. I love this card for limited. I love this card. Right. So this card is like it's competing with divination on curve, right? Yeah. For constructed. Look at the top two instead of draw two. Right. Getting to pick which card you manifest is very interesting and powerful. The problem is whether your opponent can sting you for it, right? Yep. I think this card is playable. Like, I could just see, like, first turn elf, second turn island right into being in in the blue-green morph manifest deck, and... Sometimes it's going to be a hooded hydra, right? And if the other card goes on the top or bottom, so yeah, so it's scry like. So then you just like you just put like trail of mystery on top or something. It's a, right. This card is, uh, I think, this card is playable. Okay, but it's weird. So like, if morph manifest is a playable strategy, then this card probably goes straight into it. Might not be a playable strategy. That said, I don't want to delete it. That's right. that's my summary. Okay. We have 15 blue cards at the moment out of 29. How so many, more than half. How many did we save out of white? Like five? Nine. Nine. Okay. Right, so 15 is right. too high. So, so, so cloud form is definite. Stays. Fascination, we can delete. This is get rid of that crap. <laughs> Jeskai Sage, definitely keeping. I want to keep Morang River Prowler. Keep going. Neutralizing Blast. Keep. Obviously keep. Rakshasa's Disdain. I think we can... Yeah, get rid of it. We can dump it. Yeah. Uh, Reality Chef. I want to keep that. I I agree. Refocus. Keep. Renowned Weaponsmith. Keep. 
Supplant form. Keep, I think. Okay. Temporal trespass. Keep for sure. Torrent elemental. Wanna... I'm willing to delete All right. this. <laughs> Get rid of that guy. Uh, right into being. I think keep. So I think where, where keep are we at uh, so it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten blue cards. That's only one more than white? Only one more than white. I can live with that. And if you had your way, it would easily be down to nine. All right. So, uh, uh, nine, so there are ten keeps, nine and a half keeps, call it. Uh, <laughs> many, many deletes. Wallpaper, what do you got? I think it's got to be, I think it's going to be Cloudform. Jeskai Sage for me. Okay. Cloudform's close. I mean, I think, I, I bet you're swapsies on that too, right? If it's not Cloudform, it's Jeskai Sage for you? Uh, yeah. I, I actually think Reality Chef might be a, a dark horse in there. Um, I could I but, accept that. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So, uh, do you want to spend... Like thirty seconds on uh, on basketball. I don't. I'll spend thirty seconds on basketball tomorrow, or more. New York over New Orleans, ninety nine to ninety two. You don't want to get that in there. Nah, that's fine. I mean, I mean, I saw Carmelo make a pass to an open man. My, I, I kind of want to just contemplate that quietly. All right. And Cleveland's up ninety five to seventy eight in the fourth against Chicago. But there's six minutes. We could easily blow this twenty point lead. <laughs> Easily could happen. All right. Easily. All right. Um, so we'll be, we'll be back with more Top 8 Magic. Go like our Facebook page. Buy our products. And, uh, you know, have some fun playing Magic. Cool. All right. Bye. All right.